0: Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Front Range. My name is Johnny, one of our pastors here, and so glad to be with you this morning, especially if it's your first time here today. Maybe you're in person, maybe you're checking us out online. Thank you so much for spending your Sunday morning with us. We hope that this will become a home for you, a place where you can build community, discover your purpose, and grow in your faith in Jesus. And I want to follow up from that video that we just watched a few seconds ago about Ladies Day happening next Sunday. Uh, what I think is funny about that video is that all of the men that we interviewed are very honest about the the fact that we could basically do nothing without you. So thank you. Uh, We could not survive without you. And so we want to celebrate... All of the women in our lives next Sunday. We're going to have special stuff for everybody that joins us. Please come hang out with us. Let's throw a party and celebrate the women in our lives and thank them so much uh, for what they do for us. We're also going to have information uh, about some different ways you can get connected. If you're a woman here at Front Range and you want to get involved in our women's ministry, join us next Sunday to be celebrated and get more information about getting uh, plugged in here. And men, uh, I got two things for you today. Number one, that's your heads up that you got a week. Uh... Okay, yeah, you know, okay, good, good. Number two, we just opened uh, registration for our men's retreat coming up in August. We have little cards at our Blue Connections tent. There's a QR code and a, a, a link on there that you can go register for that. It's coming up in August. It is the best time you'll have all year, uh, hanging out with some dudes, doing some cool stuff. You'll you'll just have a great, great time. So make sure that you sign up, get the early bird price. Again, we have those cards out at the Blue Connections tent. Uh, you can also get to that in the QR code in the worship guide that Pastor Brandon mentioned uh, on our events page there. So make sure that you check that out. Now today we are continuing our series called Stories of a Kingdom where we are looking at the parables of Jesus and seeing what we can learn about the kingdom of God, the character of God, and what Jesus may be asking of us when we read these parables. Now let me start with a question to set us up today How many of us feel like when we're talking to people these days, it's a struggle to feel like they're actually listening to us, that getting someone to actually listen when we're having a conversation feels a little bit difficult. Parents of toddlers, can I get an amen, right? It it feels like you're talking to a brick wall uh, sometimes. Parents of older kids, does it get any better? No, No? cool. I'm encouraged. Awesome. Listening. Listening seems difficult. The other, way, the other day my wife said something interesting. She was like, are you even listening to me? And I thought that was a weird way to start a conversation. Um, there you go. There you go. I was worried. You got it. No, seriously. Think, think about it, though, man. It is. It just feels sometimes like it's frustrating to have a conversation where you're pouring your heart out. You're trying to connect, and a person's, like, staring at this thing, right? Or they've got it on the table, and they're, like, looking at it when they get a text message, like I am right now. Like, you know, it, And or, or maybe you're trying to help someone. You're trying to give them some advice or some wisdom, um, but you... You see them keep doing the same thing over and over again, and expecting different results, which we know is the definition of insanity. Again, parents of toddlers, did you know your toddler is insane? Yeah. They, yes, I heard a yell like, yes, yes, amen, I hear you. Think though, think about how it feels when someone actually does listen. When you're having a conversation and you feel like someone's actually connecting, they're making eye contact, they're listening, they hear you, or in those situations when you're trying to help someone and you see progress, you see them actually take some advice and make some changes. Maybe your teenager actually learns that they need to press the brake when they come up to a red light or a stop sign or to take a turn, right? Or like, just think about what that looks like. You care for someone so much. You want them to be happy, healthy, blessed. And you see the road that they're headed down. You see the path that they're taking. And you know that they're going to hit potholes. They're going to hit detours. They're going to hit pain and frustration. And all you want is for them to be better, for things to go well for them. Now, I'm not sitting here telling you that if everyone would just listen to my advice, that everything would go well. I'm also not not saying that. Uh, But seriously, think about those situations where it's like, I just, I want the best for you. If you would just listen, if you would just listen to good, sound advice and wisdom. That is where we find Jesus as we encounter the parable that we're going to read today. Jesus trying to get the crowds around him and his disciples to listen well. I want to make a claim today that I believe, and I want you to hear this very clearly. I believe that if you get this parable today, it will change your life. If you get what Jesus is saying, and if you implement the principles... And what Jesus is trying to teach us, it will literally change your life. So let's look at this. In Luke chapter 8, you can open up your Bibles to Luke chapter 8. If you don't have a Bible with you, you can uh, look at it on the screen, or we would love to give you a Bible. You can go to the Blue Connections tent out in the courtyard, and we'll give you one out there, no questions asked. We just want everyone to have a Bible that you can read and understand. So Luke chapter 8, we're going to start in verse 5. Luke tells us in the gospel that... Jesus turns and sees the crowds that are following him. So keep that in mind. Jesus is speaking to this large crowd of people, and he tells them them this parable. Verse 5. A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. It was trampled on, and the birds ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground, and when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up with it and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up and yielded a crop a hundred times more than was sown. When he said this, he called out, whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. Now at this point you might be like, oh, I may not have those ears to hear because I don't know what I'm hearing here. What is, what is Jesus talking about? And you're in good company because his disciples also didn't get it. And they turn to Jesus and go, hey man, uh, great message, great service. That was awesome. What was it about again? <laughs> Luckily, Jesus tells them, continuing in verse 9, his disciples asked him what this parable meant. He said, the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but to others I speak in parables so that, and he quotes the book of Isaiah here, though seeing they may not see, though hearing they may not understand. Jesus tells us here that there are hidden meanings, there are deeper meanings, deeper truths to his message and the kingdom of God, but not that they're completely mysterious or unattainable or meant to be left in the dark. Not at all. You're not meant to be confused. He just tells us that the secrets of the kingdom of God are for those who have ears to hear and are willing to truly see and understand. Jesus says the kingdom of God, that God is like a farmer throwing out seed, spreading the good news of the kingdom all throughout the earth, and that seed lands on different types of soil and that people hear it differently based on the soil and what happens to the seed. We'll come back to that here in a minute. Jesus tells us that he intentionally conceals those deeper meanings for those who want to go deeper, not to keep it from us, not to confuse us. No, not at all. The deeper message, the deeper understanding is concealed because it's an invitation into a relationship that will lead to understanding. Let me say that again. The deeper meanings of what Jesus is saying here is an invitation to a relationship that will lead to understanding. It's about the person giving the message. It's about the relationship with the person giving the message. And luckily, Jesus turns and says to his disciples, oh, you, you want to go deeper? You, you want to hear more? You want to understand? That's awesome. Let me help you do that. And he says in verse 11, this is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. Those along the path are the ones who hear, and then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. That is terrifying. Those on the rocky ground are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it, but they have no root. They believe for a while, but in the time of testing, they fall away. The seed that fell among thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures, and they do not mature. Verse 15, but the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart, who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. Okay, let's pause here. We are obviously meant to think that that last bit there, that is the goal. That's the good thing. That's the result that we want to see, that a crop takes root and grows and produces 100 times what was sown. Those are amazing results. What I think is really interesting is what the gospel author Luke tells us Jesus said right after this, which we're going to look at here in verse 16. This helps us understand the whole point of what he's trying to say here. Jesus says, no one lights a lamp and hides it in a clay jar or puts it under a bed. Instead, they put it on a stand so that those who come in can see the light. Jesus seems to be illustrating what it looks like for the seed of God's word to take root and produce results. People who hear the word, retain it, and respond and produce a crop are like those shining a light into the darkness so that all may see and understand God's character, his kingdom, and what Jesus is asking of us and to bring others into that light. Verse 17, Jesus says, For there is nothing hidden that will not be disclosed, and nothing concealed that will not be known or brought out into the open. And here's the kicker. Therefore, consider carefully how you listen. Consider carefully how you listen. Anytime you see a therefore in the Bible, you need to ask what it's there for. It's your nerd Bible joke of the day. So, oh, I got a wow on the front row. <laughs> Wow, you're welcome for that. When we see that, we have to go, what is he saying here? What is he trying to get us to understand? This seemingly one-off statement, I think, is a key to the parable, to this parable we're reading today and to all of the parables of Jesus. He wants us to listen well. He wants us to hear a parable or something from God's word and do something with it. He expects a response, some kind of action because of what we hear, and it all starts with how we listen. So let's talk about how to listen well. What does that look like when we read God's Word? How do we listen well in the way that Jesus intends for us to do? Well, first off, listening well starts with the heart. Listening well starts with our heart, The soil in this parable represents our hearts. Jesus is illustrating what happens when God's word is shared and the seed is thrown out and how we respond to it depends on the soil of our heart. And people can perceive something that's said very differently based on the condition of our heart. Let's say, for example, I come to you and and you've got an open heart heart. Uh, you're a kind person, you're trying to follow Jesus and be kind and loving, and and you have an open heart. And I say, hey, man, you are awesome. Like, you nailed that project at work. I heard about how great you did. Like, that was awesome. Way to go. Or I'm like, hey, you're a great dad. Like, I'm serious. I mean it. You're an awesome dad. Here's what I've seen you do and, and how I've seen that work out in your life. You're a great mom. Here's what I see in your life. If you have an open heart to receive, you're like, wow, thank you. That's that's really encouraging, that's a, that's a boost, that's awesome. If you have more of a closed heart, you may think, what's he trying to get at? What does he want from me? What's he, what's he trying to say with that? He doesn't know me, he doesn't, he doesn't know how I live my life. Get, don't, don't encourage me, don't try. don't try all that. There's a difference based on the posture of your heart. It, it changes how you perceive what's being said. How you receive something is also dependent upon how you perceive that person and what you think about that person. When it comes to God, our perception of God's word and what he's saying to us is entirely dependent upon what we think about God. You can't fully receive a word from God unless you trust in God and act upon what he's saying. You have to have an open heart to what God is saying. The thing about this, though, is we can't change our heart ourselves. That is the heart of the gospel, that I am a broken human being who has messed up beyond measure, and I can't save myself. I can't be good enough. And so we need a heart transplant, which is when we come to God and say, I can't do this. I've tried to be good enough. I know I've made a mess. I know that I keep messing up. I need you to change me. I'm gonna trust you for salvation. I'm gonna put my faith in Jesus and what he did for me on the cross. I need you to change me from the inside out. And we have that moment of salvation. And then we enter into a lifelong process of continuing to submit ourselves to God, to dying to ourselves, denying ourselves, and saying, God, I need you to continue to change my heart, to, to make me different, to make me a better person, to be like Jesus, because I can't do it on my own. That's why this parable is such a big deal and how uh, listening well affects everything because we want to come to God and go, Open my heart, Lord. Help me hear from you. Help me hear what you're trying to say to me and to do something with it. I want to receive from you, and we need His help to do that. So, listening well starts with our heart. Listening well also requires action, it requires action how do you know if someone has actually listened to something you told them? Well, it's whether or not they do something with it. If I tell my kids, stop hitting each other in the face with the sword, I will know that they listen to me if they stop hitting each other with the sword. That's not often what happens. They just turn around and go do the thing I told them not to do or whatever. But you'll know that someone has listened if they put it into practice, put it into action. That's why Jesus makes this point about the lamp and says how ridiculous it would be if we didn't actually use a lamp. So let's think for a minute. Let's pretend we go camping, right? You go camping. You get there when the sun's down. That's why we turn the lights down. The sun is going down. You're frustrated already for getting there late and you got to get the tent up The kids are hungry. Things are not going well. you got to get the poles and all that kind of stuff, and you're just getting more frustrated and more frustrated. Maybe your spouse is like, hey, it's getting dark. You want to use the lantern that we brought? And you're like, no, 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 I got this. I can do this. And then time keeps going on and on and on, and you're just getting more frustrated because it's just getting darker and things are not getting better. And then you realize, like, hey, dummy, maybe I should actually use the lantern and bring light. This is what Jesus is saying. Kind of a horror lighting we got going on here, right? <laughs> yeah. Jesus says, how, how silly would it be to have a lantern and hide it when you need it? To put it under a bed or under a jar and not let this light bring light to the darkness around you. That is what Jesus is trying to get us to understand. Now let me turn this off and stop blinding the front row and we'll turn the lights back up for you. There you go. It's very bright on the front row, isn't it? So... That's what Jesus is saying is why would you why would you have a light and not bring light to the darkness when you need it. And that's what he's saying about the word of God. Why would we hear something from the Lord that could bring us hope and life and peace and not do something with what we're hearing from the Lord. The, that's the point Jesus is making here: is There is seed being thrown all throughout the earth. The kingdom of God is at hand. We have life and hope and peace, and you can join in. You can be a part of it. Please listen to what God is saying. Please come to him and open your heart and then live it out. How does this work on a daily basis? Well, let's say that I've got a problem with someone. Someone I just, we just don't mesh, man. Like, we can't, we just oil and water. Like, we just do not mix. We cannot do, it's none of you in here, by the way. Uh, but think, think about people like that. You know you have that one person that you're just, you're passive aggressive, there's sarcasm, you guys just can't talk, you can't get along, all that kind of stuff. Let's say that you're just struggling with this relationship or maybe you put it off, it's like, oh, that person, I'm just not gonna talk to that person if I don't have to. And then you read the Gospels, And you read in Luke chapter 6 where Jesus says, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, and pray for those who mistreat you. Well, now you've got a choice because the seed of God's word has been planted. You can go, ah, I didn't read that. I didn't read that today. Or you could read it and do what I think most of us do, myself included, and go, yeah, but that's just not who I am. That's the point, by the way. That's the point. But most of us will read a word and go, ah, it's just not who I am. I just can't do that. That person, they're, just, they're, they're too much this. They're, they're that. They're, and I just, I, I can't do good to that person. I, we're just never going to get together. It's just not going to happen. We're not going to work out. Or we could choose to take action on the word that God has planted in our hearts and go, you know what, Lord? I read that. And I see that what it means to follow Jesus is to love my enemies to do good to those who hate me, to pray for those who mistreat me, to bless those who curse me. I see that, and I need help to do that, God. And then maybe you wanna start a process every day. Lord, help me with this person change my heart towards this person, God. Help me see them as your son or your daughter and see that maybe they've been dealt a bad hand and they're dealing with stuff in their their life that's causing them to have frustration and and leading to the conflict that we're having. Help me pray for that person, God. I pray that you would bless that person. Help me uh, just have that different heart the next time we have a conversation. And God, maybe change their heart. I know I can't do it. Maybe you can do that. And you can give us an opportunity for reconciliation. And then maybe you wanna, take that to a trusted friend and say, hey, I'm praying for this relationship. It's just not going well. I would love for you to also pray for that relationship and hold me accountable to doing to what God's word says, to love them, to pray for them, to bless them. Help hold me accountable for that. That's what it looks like to take action on a seemingly simple word from Jesus that I know is hard to put into practice, but there are ways for us to hear something and go, okay, This is going to be difficult. This is going to be hard. But if this is what it looks like to follow Jesus, I'm going to do something with it. And I'm going to open my heart up, ask God to change me and to help me live this out, to empower me through his Holy Spirit to walk this out. What if we took the word of God seriously, as it says in James chapter 1, to not merely listen to the word and so deceive ourselves, do what it says. So, listening well. Starts with the heart. Listening well requires action, and then this part is so vitally important. Listening well takes time. Listening well takes time. It is no mistake that Jesus uses the illustration of seed in this parable. He's communicating that things in the kingdom of God start small, but they will eventually grow and produce results. It just takes time, and we don't always see What's happening? What it looks like to really implement the teachings of Jesus and see change in our lives requires time. Say time. Time. Every time I've said it, it's like, ugh, time. I don't like that word. We're not conditioned to expect or to want things to take time We are expecting things to be instant and not only for things to be instant, but to require the least amount of effort as possible. That's why we're also excited about AI right now. It can do all the things that I need it to do and I don't have to do any of it. Just ask it to give me something and okay, there we go. It's better than Google. It's a machine that figures it out. Instant results, minimal effort. Think about how frustrated you get if you pull this thing out and the face ID doesn't work on it and you, oh my gosh, you have to type the code in. (laughs) All I did was put sunglasses on and now you you can't function? Are you kidding me? Just think about it. Instant results, minimal effort. That is not how the kingdom of God operates. It's just not what it looks like to follow Jesus. It's not instant. It's not easy. It requires effort to live this out. Now, there are times where God changes things quickly, sometimes instantly. Many of you who may have had an addiction in the past, God may have wiped that thing away, and that's awesome. It's amazing. Praise God for that. It's the exception, not the norm, usually. What it usually looks like is us day after day as I said earlier, dying to ourselves, denying ourselves, following Jesus. For me, this does not look very exciting or um, exceptional. It's often very boring. It's every day, getting up early before the kids, spending time in some silence to just settle myself and all the chaos that's going on around me, praying, reading God's word, spending time with a journal and writing out things that I'm grateful for so that I can keep my eyes on things above, writing out the prayer requests that I have, writing out the things that God is speaking and saying, the things that he's challenging me with as I'm reading his word. It's not explosive, there's not fireworks, none of that, it's very boring to just sit there on my couch with a cup of coffee and my Bible. But I know and I've seen that with that effort, there will eventually be a suddenly moment. A moment where you realize things have suddenly changed. Where it's, that relationship is different. Something happened that I can't explain. My heart changed, their heart changed. We had a great conversation. That discussion didn't go the way I would have expected it or as badly as I thought it was gonna be. This situation, this struggle that I used to have doesn't have the same power over me. Suddenly, I realize something's different but it's actually not suddenly at all. It's the work that's being put in before that. Christians, I want you to be encouraged by this. If you're following Jesus, there will come a time where things will change and be different in those moments that you're struggling with, in those topics, those things that you're struggling with. God continues to work in your life, even if you don't notice it or see it. Continue to put one foot in front of the other and follow Jesus. Because we know in Philippians chapter 1, Paul said, He who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Jesus. The word of God is being spread throughout the earth like seed falling on all these different types of soil. And we are invited to take a step into a relationship with Jesus. The soil of our hearts will determine what happens and whether we will be able to truly listen to what Jesus is telling us. Listening well starts with our heart. And maybe for some of us, the first step of this is to choose to follow Jesus. To open your heart up and go, God, I need you. I need you to change me. I need your salvation. I need to trust in you. And I want to choose to follow you, to let that seed begin to take root and grow and produce results. Listening well requires action. And some of us may need to examine how we're doing in this whole following Jesus thing. I want to challenge you, if you're a follower of Jesus, spend some time with the Holy Spirit today, this week. One simple question. God, is there any area of my life that you want to speak to right now? Is there anything that I'm doing or not doing that you want to change? Is there something in your word that I've read that you want me to live out? Is there something, I said one simple question, I'm giving you 100 (laughs) I know, different variations on the same question. Is there something that you've told me before that I ignored? Or maybe pretended I didn't hear or just said, I can't do that. Spend some time and just ask God, is there anything in my life you want to speak to today? Listening well requires action. And finally, listening well takes time. Our You willing to sign up for the journey of a lifetime that also takes a lifetime? We are invited into this amazing relationship with Jesus where He says, Consider carefully how you listen, because He knows how we listen affects everything about how we live our lives and our relationship with Him. What will we do with this invitation today? Let's pray. God, we thank you just for the opportunity, God, to look at your word and to hear from Jesus this amazing invitation into a relationship with you, God. Lord, I pray for each one of us this morning that as we sit with your word in the next couple of minutes and as we figure out how we are to respond, Lord, I pray that you would speak to us in this moment. For those of us following Jesus, Lord, maybe, maybe, you, maybe you're ready in this moment to speak to that area of our lives where you have something for us to do. You have a step for us to take. You have something that you want to call us to. Lord, speak that very clearly right now and in our response time, God. Make it super clear what we are to do with the word that you're speaking to us. And God, maybe there are, there are those in this room who the seed has been thrown out and we have the opportunity to allow it to take root and to grow, and we need to come to you and give you our lives and choose to follow you, to be saved, to trust in you for our salvation, to put our faith in you. And if that's you in this moment, I want to give you an opportunity to make that clear, and I'm not going to embarrass you or ask you to come forward with everybody's heads bowed and eyes closed, if that's you this morning and you want to choose to follow Jesus, maybe for the first time, maybe you did years ago and things went bad, things went different, you, you chose to go your own way, you've walked away, God is inviting you home today. He's not mad at you. He's not upset with you. He is excited and lovingly waiting to embrace you and welcome you back home. If that's you in this moment, I just wanna invite you to raise your hand so that I can pray for you. If you wanna choose to follow Jesus this morning. God, we come to you and we give you our lives. We trust in the death and the resurrection of Jesus, knowing that he paid the price for our sins because we could never be good enough. We could never earn our own salvation. So Lord, we put our faith in that sacrifice that Jesus made for us on the cross. And we give you our lives. And we choose today to walk forward and to follow you and to live this life as your son or your daughter, to be called by your name, to make a difference, to put the lamp on a table, to shine the light into the darkness, to be used by you to bring that light into the darkness around us in the world. God, we thank you so much that you give us your life You give us purpose, and you love us, and we love you, God, and we thank you so much. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.